Hello. Now I'm down the creek having another little recording. Those random sounds of me opening the door of the car. I might hear the birds sing. Um, I just do little recordings and then if I don't like them, I don't post them. So um, I should be more organised, I suppose. But here we go. So I'm just going to introduce what we're talking about here again and again because really this is all I do. Uh, I mean, it's like a philosophical system is is something in itself, and then how you apply that system is is really how you solve problems. You know, like what is the nature of the state of affairs, firstly, and then we go on like what's the difference between the sexes, or what's the dif- what's the earth, why culture, why this, why that, why universe, how, where's God. All these questions, all right? So, the the, the thing I, I want to first make clear is that as, as a philosophical system, one would think that this is like, uh, oh, yeah, this is this is abstract, this is just in your head, but I'm saying to you, no, this isn't, this is, this is what the directions are as you look out into space, you know, as you consider this this field because we've got to like we talked about this before we've got these dimensions we go from a point to a line to a plane to a box you know and, and what is a box you know like has anyone ever got their head around that box you know there isn't anyone with their head around the box it's just that the, all the parts inside the field seem three-dimensional right so so what we've got to do is I mean you, you can't get your head around the box of the three-dimensional dimension we're in it's just that things inside the box which where we are are three-dimensional okay but they're not they're they're overtly three-dimensional their form seems three-dimensional okay the more the, the added dimensions are inside the box of course so and inside you whom are inside the box so because dimensions are about freedom and where is the freedom who's got it you do it you we do we are the living entity with the freedom the field is has its freedoms of course like it you know it, it it's constraints and it but it doesn't just have constraints it's not bound totally it, it's a places of various freedoms you know spatial it's a spatial field, like there's space to move. See, space is freedom in the, in that sense because you know, like that's what we take away from people when we go to they go to jail. All right. So let, oh, since we started on that a little topic, let's talk about. Um, see what uh what you have to do is like as a philosopher who's who's going about um trying to out of philosophical system you have to take that in layers and you have to sort of move through you've got to sort of encroach on the subjective um you know at the moment science and you also got to prove that the um the objective isn't so objective after all but what it is is you know science is is uh seems like the objective means by which to understand the field then you have um philosophy which seems is it or isn't it and then you have like ethics which ultimately making that objective is is the more difficult of all the three things but i'm trying to take on this whole drama because these these uh contexts by which we're thinking about our reality are just um internal more internal and they prior so what i mean by a prior is is if you're tra- if you're tracing back cause and effect causally you you have to go to a prior ontology now i keep saying this word ontology it's just what does this exist as what what is this state of affairs existing as and of course you need to know about abstract 
okay i'm not calling them things okay i'll, I'll say material things but abstract laws all right and then we got we have um we have personal experiences which are fundamentally founded in the idea that i know i am i do all right the i do is is something we experience via form because because what i do is i'm just taking one idea in relation to its opposite and pursuing it in the directions in the um the directions by which you know like so uh the doing is is a is a sort of like um you need to do the the idea the do the do idea the freedom the form the sound to understand the whole like otherwise you've got your um your philosophical truth held in an ideal aspect like it the truth is just ideal it doesn't have any reference to the world but you see that the world is is illusory at its fundamental um the names we have for it you know we call it physical we call it abstract okay um because and this is not to say that the ideal isn't illusory it's just it's just the illusion is disappearing and, and it disappears and it, it, it retains tiny fragment fragments of illusion it's not to say the the support for it the actual foundation for the ideal realm the the eye the soul is illusory but it kind of is because you know we have ego which is i i am not i am but all, all the the various like we like we've got unity and then we have the parts and so we no matter where we what we're experiencing okay we're experiencing our selfhood um in in a field we are still bound in some sort of illusory context this is disappearing it's not this is the mode of goodness okay uh so these modes are these modes are ancient vedic philosophy ancient wisdom of uh human beings since you know forever and and really uh, people talk about the the gunas they talk about it but it, they don't really understand the gunas I, i'm saying this to you okay i'm saying that, that, that understanding guna tattva which is the, the power of these gunas is uh or the 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 potency of the gunas the is um is fundamental to all sorts of understanding i mean and that that in itself won't make any sense unless we have the absolute truth to understand the absolute truth and this is basically going defining life and explaining life as a relation between all that all that is that is now of course which is you that definitely is certainly is and all that you possibly might be all the all the names that that various intellectuals want to say you are they want to unify you as a what <sighs> they want to unify you as a planet you know or or a thing you know like there's a there's a there's a path one goes down uh as they they take a little step uh away from this state of affairs idea there is a state of affairs to the nature of the state of affairs they say what is the nature of the state of affairs like as you say well the nature of the state of affairs is physical see what are you doing then what what's happening because what happens is we have a mind by which we think now that mind has logic underwriting it it's it's basically a logical 
process. It's all the laws as they are appearing in the universe. This is the universal laws. Um, not the physical laws, so, but they are the physical laws. I mean, you know, thing, they are the physical laws of the differences of the world. You know, like east is not west, north is not south, hot is not cold, you know, the sun is not the moon, all this sort of thing, okay? But of course, but then taken in a grander context, hang on, the sun and the moon are just part of a galaxy, solar system, so their unity is finding a way of consuming the parts. Oh, did I get, I lost there, didn't I? No, what am I trying to do? Oh yeah, I was saying, so once you, you say a word, you say, oh, I am physical, I have a body, okay, I am a body, or I am this body, I am this mind, I am this soul, okay, there's this complex, uh, there's this complex way in which we are bound by a mind if we pursue mental laws and things, which is basically what philosophers do, to, to have these contradictions, and these contradictions aren't just, uh, pure adversities okay they're lateral as well as overt so I mean you've got a, a uh, you've got a, what I have here is a system of measuring contradiction in uh, with geometry so as that I am I'm actually drawing these contradictions out in relation to their directness Okay, like what is absolutely direct as a contradiction and what is, you know, like slightly contradictory. I mean, see, that, that, is, uh, that is what I'm, I'm doing. This, this makes it easier because it's so hard to, to understand contradiction. You know, like one would say, oh, look, this is a contradiction of... Um, like, how are you going to get this idea that there's a contradiction between the laws and the space? Okay? And there is a, a contradiction here because there's no laws for space. You know? There's, there's nothing to make a law with. And this is a complex philosophical idea, but more of a simple philosophical idea is that there's matter and this space. Okay? Alright, so we've got this... We've got these laws and this space finding themselves in some sort of a contradiction and we've got this matter and this space finding itself in some sort of contradiction so so what is that what what's going on there because we're going to have we also have a contradiction between the space and the law all right so in, unless we have some sort of a system by which we go what is a how does this how does this contradict this is a lateral contradiction between the the phenomena and the the logos, the the pathos and the logos, and a a direct contradiction between the objective and the subjective. Let's say, so, such as the ethos. The ethos is finding itself in this triangular triangulation of contradiction, which. Uh, which we have to understand um, by like a complex complex chain of whatever I did, okay? But I, I've done that, so you don't have to oh, you don't have to do it all yourself. But it has happened with me, so, such as that I can go, oh, here's elegance. See, because these laws are not. Of course, they have to respond to the empirical. They have to they have to precede the empirical. The, the empirical has to re, be reducible to them because of their prior nature. But to understand them is is purely a matter of elegance. It's a it's a matter of pure elegance. Is is the proof? See, logical proof is elegant, whereas physical proof is empirical. That doesn't mean that. Um, that because it's empirical, it's stronger tr proof. Stronger proof is actually found in priority. 
because we have epistemological proof, which is the proof, uh, the 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 proof that, that this cannot be other than this. Okay, which also funds all, all other sorts of proofs, right? But in degree, so you, you know your basic logic is funded on this principle that not a and not a. Okay, you can't put these two things together and make any sense. Okay, this is the this is the the fundamental law of um, non-contradiction. Okay, so if if that's like someone such as myself has to unravel that, unpack that whole idea, and 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 sort of refute it, um, and then you, you wonder how how you can't do that with just language because you've got to you need the you know, when you get to the point of saying, I've refuted it, what do you mean you're, you've refuted it and you haven't refuted it? You know what I mean? You've got to have a... It's so fundamental that, that this this idea is is ultimately beyond our... beyond our ability to talk of at some point, but you do it anyway. This is an obstacle, right? So yep, that has to be overcome. Okay, so... So we're talking about uh, like ethics in this sense, and we're talking about space and freedom and what is this justice? Justice. What is justice? See, because justice is justice is a name we can put in the middle of the field, you know, where we put love. Let's say, well, let's understand this word. Like justice is justice is the balancing of what seems out of balance. And this is why people get put into jail, because the scales of justice seem to have tipped in one direction, and then the world seeks to rectify that that balancing act, okay? But they don't want to overdo it. I mean, if someone parks in a wrong spot, they don't want to send them to jail. They just want to slightly correct whatever imbalance is going. This is what the justice system is, okay? Now... When we talk about objective ethics and, oh, it can't be done, it can't be done, it can't be done, oh, no, there's no way you can do that, it's not so much it, it can't be done, okay? <coughs> For a start, it's a, it's, it's a um, fundamentally, it's a matter of just, like, pursuing understanding of, of why it can't be done, or why it wouldn't be done. What, what are you trying to do? You're trying to find the ethical value of actions because that that is that can't be done because you can't say of actions then you can't say of the ethical value of actions because the ethical actions just are a neutral in in a justice okay no that wouldn't seem bad would it it wouldn't seem like are you you mean any action i can do can be good or bad well yes because it's it's relevant to to the to the knowledge you have and the intention which you are. So perfect intention and perfect knowledge. Uh, these things can happen and they seem abhorrent. And this is what this is what God's doing. And it, and these are the things of the world that we say, oh, how horrible! How how could this possibly be? The world is so unjust, right? But in the more um, more in this human side of things we we have um we have limited knowledge and you know duplit duplit duplicity duplicity in our intentions we 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 do act for ourselves and we act in the, out of the goodness of our heart in various ways okay so, like I just talked about ethos, I talked about logos, I talked about pathos. Now I want to talk about intention, action, and consequence. Okay, but I'm still using these same these same three ideas, these same gunas. Okay, but this is what a judge is is, is weighing and measuring, right? And this is what God's doing um, as well, because a judge is like God's representative here on earth trying to all the human societies 
are not just about song. It's, they're not just about philosophy and metaphysics. And they're they're basically the 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 real uh, game is the justice system that that we we're, we're ethically measuring uh, most. We we give that priority. Okay. Now we don't care about the science so much as that. Uh, well, you know, it's certainly we want to take that into account. You know, because we want to find out what's real and unreal, or what what's the knowledge say to us about how we judge or don't judge this thing. But we, we we're measuring things in priority. We go with a mind, and but we we also have this inner sense of justice. This which which we apply, but which gets um, confused by uh, ontology. We we believe what exists and what doesn't exist, and therefore what we have a true and a false, and we have a an idea that we would be leading people towards the false, and therefore the the what is pres- uh, what we wish to preserve is life. Okay, life in all its forms, but life life is the is the ultimate. Life just is what makes is is all this is relevant to. Okay, now it doesn't mean that just human life. It's all sorts of any form or presentation of life, and actually the what makes life possible. You know, like our environment and and this and that. So I've defined life, and I've I've, I've said to you, life is to know. Life is to do and life is to be these this is what life is okay so if we want to employ a duality which we can't ultimately right so i'm just saying yeah well duality is how we think duality is how the field looks and everything the ultimate uh reality transcends duality but yeah we've got we've got a steel fence there uh, uh, or a a wooden post. And now I can get an axe and I can hack into that. No worries at all. People will just look at me. No. But if that was living, then you've got a different story because that living has a... Even if it was a tree, that living has a... Um, has a, a right to its own existence. It has a right to its own knowledge and its own freedom. Okay? And form. So when you're... Uh, when a judge is measuring uh, a good or evil, he he's looking to what preserves life, um, not in a simple manner, not in a simple way necessarily, but in a complex, convoluted fashion, and what doesn't. And uh, he can he can prescribe guilt um, once with intention. It, primarily, and then action and consequence in, in that order. Now, if there is no intention, um, there's still a matter of knowledge. Like, oh, well, you had no intention to do harm, yet you you had, you rose to some sort of position of power where, without the knowledge of how to handle your power, and these are the consequences. I mean, we don't put the guys who invented DDT in jail necessarily, even if they they did invent DDT or whatever they've invented, you know, like whatever the thing was that turned out to be a bad idea. This is a problem we've got with science at the moment, this consequence problem. Um, so I mean, sure, it can look like your actions are what's determining your ethic, your the value of your ethical thing. But I'm, I, I've got this little uh, story. I, I think I've said for like, in America, it, it, this is just one of any 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 situation you want to throw at it. it. Just makes it a little bit clear. I want to say there was this uh, incident in a church in America where the one of the guys in there, one of the parishioners having a bad day, I don't know, his family was breaking up over the church, whatever, took a gun to church and started opening fire, okay? But this happened in uh, New Zealand. Let's say a guy went into a mosque with a with a machine gun and killed heaps of people. Now, if if someone in that church also had a gun and shot him, 
then we have a different, we have a totally different situation. But this is what happened in America. The guy was shooting people, security guard pulled out her gun, she shot him. But the action is the same, you know, out of context, is that that person with a gun shooting people in church or shooting people. So, so shooting people is the action. And we can't make moral judgments on the action. We, we make moral judgments on intentions relevant, the actions relevant to the intentions, okay? And what's heinous is, is when all that comes together. And, um, we, when the, the intention is, is purely selfish and, and is, takes a tremendous toll on life is the, is the most horrible thing that a life would have to go through. Okay. For, for, with no empathy, no, no consideration of other people's feelings a lot and see this this consideration of other people's feelings is a sense of unity that i am that person this separation of i and them it is generally what is this ego okay so this this is this is funding this ethic because like if if i and they are and the planet are different then i am immune from consequence with with all what i do i am you know there's me there's i and there's the others and there's the world and i am separated and this is what these killers or whoever are finding their way into i mean not necessarily killers like because like people go to war because they're connected to their sense of their community that they have to defend their community and they're, they're killers too so it's 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 not so much the killer is the action the intention it's it's this sense of separation between oneself and others and this immune this this is what a sociopath is working on working on separating themselves from everyone else in the world and in total resistance to reality which is the unit unity that is and and the saint whom is the opposite of the psychopath, let's call it, is purely attuned to that idea of unity, this idea that, you know, whatever, I, there is, like, what it, what of this great glory for myself is, is repulsive, like this, this personal um, subjective ego and these action, these... These conditions of the others, these um, things I do for is for the whole to uh, help, not to not to achieve vanity points in a big game of narcissism. So, so what all that is about is like um, if we want to look at it in great cycles or little tiny cycles, is that we have a an attention and. Um, that, that I've been talking about um, and this is part of a theory of mine we're moving that attention uh, basically through through categories um, as we must for the categories represent the facets of our experience and we we do need our, our subtle uh, ethic to measure all these things we need a mind to you know, to name these things so that we can make sense of them. Um, and that's a cycle of uh, an orbit, an orbit in proximity to a soul and the soul buried deep inside you somewhere, okay, um, which we, we, we have uh, basically two grand ideas to, uh, or three, let's say the heart, the, the, um, the crown and the base chakra okay so the um the general sort of way these these planes of existence these dimensions and etc are are differentiated is is along the, the lines of this ascending um 
ascending association with the world, with uh, what is base, uh, towards what is crown, and th- those those are called the chakras. With and they're they're not um, they're not some fantasy. They're they're the uh, the inner worlds. They're the, they're the, they're the dimensions of the grand field in itself of um, by which the they elegantly um, express themselves. Just like uh, well, they're all the ideas of the field coming together, like in paradox, um, but in slight variations of those paradoxes. Let's say so. Um, so. So your bottom, your lower chakras are the, still the paradoxes of left and right and front and back, you know, but they're they're relatively more lower. Okay, so you've got uh, so you've got just a, basically a the amount of paradoxes that 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 there are, you know, like at any one time. You know what's totally paradoxical. Every the, the most paradoxical of all, all, everything is that which has no opposite, and that is uh, where we're going to. You know that's that's what what we have to do. Uh, like to like, I mean I I know it's confusing, but you see this is this is why um, this is why philosophers are confused. I mean this is why there's no there's not going to be a philosophical system anytime soon unless you know. I can sort of nut one out here because um, because that's the unraveling of this. You know, you construct and then you know in in this endless pursuit of reality, you, you're constructing and then you deconstruct towards a reality that somehow you have to you have to offer a unity that can't be in a language. You know, it can't just be an opposite. It, your reality can't just be this pure duality or bound in a pure duality. So you're looking to exclude yourself from duality without losing your reality. What the hell? Anyway, so I'm talking about a justice system. I'm saying I am, I know, I do. Are the three um, fundamental um, ethical ideals... Um, qualitative, you know, attributes of life, uh, which we are bound to preserve in a justice system, and the ideas of like intention, action, and consequence are the are what in relation we we have to measure against what you've done, you know, why you've done it. So we've got what, how, why, okay. Still these same fundamental ideas. See this, what, how, how, where, when. It's just... They're just contexts of facets of experience which you experience as you... Time is made available. You know, your, your eternity, time ends. And time also... Um, see, time is not, is not purely... Uh, Time is not purely a paradox of eternity because time is time is consumed by matter without the subject. Okay, pure subject is eternity, but pure object there is no subject, so therefore no time either. No no real time. Like that's why time is a paradox as an idea. So you have to put time in a place that it sits in the middle of this because this is what we dive into this 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 um it's birth we enter time and uh, and from this uh death we leave time in a relative degrees like we we, we move it towards this this uh eternity which is where time ceases to be um possible right and then we we come back again, okay? What, how do we come back? So there's still time. So then, but we have this, like, this pure matter, we we'll call it, which is in itself somehow 
um, opposed to time, and we also have these laws which don't change, which can't change, and seem immune to look to time. So time has its own opponents in a field. See that that is what a field is—a matter of a contradiction. What? How can this be? With this, can, with this being, makes this not be. Okay, so, I mean it's it's something I I really need to uh, you know sit down with a bloody bunch of people and philosophers or something and just or students I don't know go through and go through but I'm talking about a justice system what does a judge what does a judge measure all right so he he is measuring intention but he can't tell that okay because this is this is the, where the subjective comes in. You, you can try to hide that, all right? I mean, it, it'll certainly... They'll certainly work that out. Like, that's what they're trying to work out, your intention, okay? Your actions definitely speak of that. But, you know, like... It, it doesn't necessarily mean you've... Um, they, they can know that... Why those... The intention underwriting those actions. But they, they sort of... That's what they're trying to understand, you know, if you say something that gives that away or, you know, then that, that sort of certainly indicates intention. And that, then, therefore, the you're, you're fully responsible. I mean, you can't be judged either if you're innocent. You, you can't be judged if you're an animal. You can't be judged if you're a... Um, see, all these things oppose intention. This is what I'm saying. So your, your instincts and your ignorance... Uh, as as like, so you, I mean, a, a lion, a lion isn't going to be judged for killing a tourist, you know, slightly, slightly intentionally violent lion, and and so forth. Maybe they will shoot that lion, or maybe they won't. I mean, if someone climbs into the into the cage with a lion, are they going to shoot the lion? Well, no, because because the lion is acting on instinct and therefore intention isn't relevant. The The action is certainly there, but it's not as if they can make a judgment on that because this is like a tree falling on you. And so when a, um, when a person climbs into the cage with a lion and, and the, the zookeeper kills the person, that's different. You know, that's, that's different because we have this, we have this ego, this I, and, and this is what we're out there trying to battle away for, whereas the animals, not so much, not so much I. Okay, and and so therefore they don't, they, they aren't responsible. So, so, so too with a child or so too with a elderly person who's lost their marbles, you know, like mental illness. We, we have uh, a certain sort of zone where we are culpable, let's say. And all this is measuring. I'm, I'm trying, trying to say, look, instead of just saying that, let, let's 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 draw that. Let's 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 have a a pattern, a picture in our mind that we can use to understand this by by placing these grand ideas in in a into a geometry of rational contradiction. This is a this is a knowledge field that I'm talking about now, okay? And what I'm saying is that um, this field that, that I'm talking about, this, this is the field, okay, is, is exactly that. So I'm saying, oh, here's my little diagram of justice, but I'm also saying this is the field. This is the reasoning behind it uh, as you go as you go from effect to cause. And ultimately, if cause is effect there is there is um the knowledge is just purely expressing the cause in in various layers it's being suppressed you know like just like an animal's identity is suppressed um such as it seems like it's physical and this is what this field is and i'm saying oh look Far more, far more real, realistically than um, abstractly. I'm saying even these directions, even the the space you look at on out onto has context relevant to it. Even your 
what your bodies are are sexes which are bound in these directions that are rationally contradicting each other and therefore you can say this is what this territory is like and this is what it's like to be in this territory and so so for a judge is is essentially working in this geometry uh, he just hasn't got a theory of justice as such where he can just go oh this is you know like, but but what he's doing is this and i'm saying oh this is what you must do this is what you will do and i could i'm saying oh here's prediction here's a prediction this is what a judge does and this is complex you know but you know there this is what is the, all these laws you know that we make up they're just someone saying this is not right uh we need to rebalance this scale and therefore you know we'll we'll make this and as that becomes more as we become more civilized we uh, we have a finer balancing system going and that's what we're so we're all doing right now and this this separation idea it's not only it's 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 also a matter of um, countries and you know companies and cities and families and gangs and um, cultures and all sorts of things is, is this separation which is adding ego um, in in various larger and larger fields so with the ego you know we have the intention and then the criminality and then the uh with the actions and then the consequences okay so you know it's relevant to all layers of justice international justice you know interplanetary justice who knows i mean we could just um consider ourselves the earth and we are surely we don't know much else of that but maybe something we make do could affect other planets in the galaxy you know we don't know well surely we didn't have that intention or maybe we destroy ourselves in the process but maybe the other the consequence is that we're not the only ones affected oh god so our justice system then is is balancing these these uh these ideas of life um, with these ideas of intention, consequence, and action. By the ego, you know, the mind and the, um, the body. Um, and, and so, you know, in a, just in a diminishing, diminishing culpability, such as who's responsible, you know, who is free is most responsible, you know, so God ultimately has full responsibility for this field, he he manages to uh, sort of do that effortlessly, but as we, as we become more and more, you know, powerful, we are more and more responsible, and therefore we have more and more intention, we have more and more responsibility for our actions and our knowledge and the excuse of i didn't know doesn't seem to hold as much sway because we are not the uh crocodile we are not the you know child we are not the lion we are the um the god or the the king or the the judge or the you know whomever and, and therefore we are fully able to be judged. Um, so that is a system which you're, you're using. It's not just a judge who's using this. You're using this because you're, you're weighing and measuring all these ideas. So I'm saying is that what, what you're trying to observe for your beloveds is, is what you, sh- you know, we all should be trying to preserve for every everything that has any relevance at all to life in a in a an idealism or a 
utilitarianism and the utilitarianism is what we apply to nature which we must apply to nature before we live on this planet like and and what the idealism is is what we apply to our spiritual beliefs like our our theologies like our god and these seem to contradict i mean you know because we idealism is oh god like idealism is suicide bombers and sometimes and uh it's all sorts of things that idealists do which are horrendously violent and uh are justified via the idealism and this utilitarianism well that can be also problematic if we don't have a a balance of an idealism to go with it i mean uh, you know like we we're funding our understanding of the of the humans as purely natural and therefore we just have biology biology and um to to explain i mean this would be like survival of the fittest in some sense where we we could be you know working manipulating the genes or you know so it's a this is a very complicated problems we have when we try to say is this right or wrong and and we have to measure it in relation to all these ideas which are i'm saying held externally but i'm not just doing that because i'm taking them and i'm reducing them back to epistemologies so um so you know like so when I use the different words in the field, the intention, the, uh, you know, action, the consequence, I might seem like, oh, here we go again, we've got another philosophical system, but I'm saying, nah, it's not, it's not a different philosophical system, it's just a different context, because I'm saying all these, this idea, this context I'm using to explain has the exact same fundamental epistemology underwriting it in that is a matter of impossibility, absurdity, and unthinkability, which relates to the three modes of material nature, ignorance, passion, goodness, or matter, action, space, you know, in a, in, like, so we've got three contexts. I've got a phenomenal context, a mental context, and an ethical context. So when I want to take that, material that physical context a phenomenal context and i say mass or matter energy and space i'm using the same system within what is one of those ideas okay because you see the world through these ideas but you still need you still have the you still have the facets to experience it's just you're perceiving them through that lens You've taken the black pill, let's say, or the red pill, or the white pill. And this is what it is to to know about reality. This is this is the extent of your reality. This is that you, you take a phenomenal your t- context. You're you're taking out the you're taking out the personal, you know. And so, space is your space is your monad, not I. Um, you know, because the eye doesn't exist. There isn't an eye. There's just this illusion that we had that we thought we were somehow different that's been created by this this reality, which is the stuff the universe is made of, which has this amazing ability to make personality. All right, this is our problem. If we think that way, it's not like it can happen. It's not like that there's not huge problems with these types of metaphysical assumptions or ontological realities of course there's problems with them that's why they don't bear out as being sensible but you know you're going to be caught in that game no matter what you do and where you go or how you think so i'm just saying look that is that is bind that is bondage itself that is that is what we are bound into which we, we can't find a way out of because we can't make sense 
to get out of it. And sense ain't going to really help if we want to retain that because we have to say, oh, how do, I, how do I arrive at this nonsense that makes sense? How do I make nonsense make sense? Because you know what? Like, you are, you are the truth of all, you are the nonsense that makes sense of your, of your sense, you know, your left is not your right, your top is not your bottom, your front is not your back, but you are, you are that, okay, you are the, you are the paradox of all your parts, and so too, all, all which, which might be thought of, is the paradox of all that might be thought of. But what is all that might be thought of? What is what are the what are the top, bottom, left, right, front, back of what what is how are we going to know of the box in time uh, by looking by by pursuing it in the the directions by which it it, it has. So I'm saying here's here's your perfect mean your first coordinates. You, you, your front, back, left, right, top, bottom. Your three dimensions, such as it, and then you pursue them. But you can pursue them mentally, spatially, you know, ethically even, because the unity comes in the in the. Uh, the not knowing about them, the, the, the where you're going is the uh, the the reduction to the absurd, but not just the absurd, the reduction to the impossible, the reduction to the unthinkable. For for each has its own particular epistemological law underwriting it, and and this is not this is not me making this up. I'm saying this is what science. This is the foundation for science. This is the reason why we have our problem of induction so science of course knows its epistemological obstacle is there as the big black problem of science okay but i'm saying if we had a if we could have defined philosophy if we could have defined theology if we could have defined these things we would then be able to understand their epistemological obstacles and know that there's a big red problem of philosophy and a big white problem of theology and these problems hold the seekers of certainty in a field of a field of uncertainty some, to some extent. They're not going to be able to think of the thing that they're talking about. And so, um, so what of knowledge and, and what of God and what of matter, you know? Uh, well, you know, like... This is uh, this is a thing. I mean, this is a thing that uh, has been overcome and created, and all this has been done. Okay, so it's it's about God as as a, as a sort of certainly an idea where we go, oh, well, this this elegance. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh, this is so elegant and it's so simple, and this is so much requiring these foundations that of course there's a God. You know, of course. It's just that we, we, we haven't found an elegant way of understanding our field or, or, you know, we've got this theory of everything that we think is going to be the answer to understanding everything. But it's it's not, you know, like it, it's just moving away from your soul so much that it, it becomes a redundant means of understanding everything because, yeah, maybe everything, but you're not a thing, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm here trying to give you that in a real sense something that you can go wow that is that is what I, um, I can use to do that so but I have to do that in a I have to come at the science I have to come at the philosophy I have to approach the theology you know I have to get in and justify and you know do things inside these fields and and take their prestige a bit like to say i know i know they know they know they know they'll tell you but i'm saying no i'll tell you and i'm, I'm telling you so you know and um <coughs> and i'm nothing but processy i'm nothing but real 
hard-ass analytical philosophy when it comes down to it. It's just I'm more analytical than than a logician really is, you know, like and we think of these great logicians as purely analytical, but they're not as analytical. Yeah, they are. They, they're, try, they're, they're pursuing the foundations of logic. And I'm doing that too, and I'm also pursuing the foundations of, you know, every other thing, everything. The foundations as they are. This is foundationalism. This is also like defining a field of thought that I'm saying is the universe. So it's it's your possible worlds. And it's also your theory of mind because what what uh, is beyond... Can, to, to lay the foundations for mind and prove their, um, you know, their positions and also their, their obstacles such as you can't overcome them is to say, oh, here's the mind. You know, then you can have a, a you can have a pattern recognition of the mind, like a, and you can go, oh, that is the mind. Whereas the mind now is just what the, you know, I, I'm tired of reading philosophers, you know, um, lost in semantics, talking about the brain as if it's the mind, oh, talking about consciousness as if it could be phenomenal or whatever. You know, the consciousness is true. Okay, it's a truth. The, the phenomenal is a theory, okay? It's, it's, not, the right, it's not the right vehicle to, um, to own a consciousness, you know? It doesn't get to do that. And the science doesn't get to say to consciousness what it is. Because consciousness is absolutely prior and absolutely true. But it's still something we need to understand not just with it but we need to understand what it is to understand everything we need of course we need it we've got it and we could try and prove that it's something other than what it is but we also need to know that it is uh, it is its own distinct idea that we we can place in a in a geometry of contradiction even with the truth of our existence Purely because we need to ask a question, 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 question for the consciousness and existence is just answer, answer, answer. All right, so this is it. Now, uh, see, there's epistemological, uh, epistemologies, like the startlingly real realities of consciousness and existence that that are just the same, but they're just the truth the truth being too bright, you know? Just like the the epistemologies of matter are too dark, or the, such as, you know, such as our, our pursuit of reality and then just our, our sense of what we're, we're, uh, we're dealing with and what, and then we can, like, uh, saying, this isn't just what you're thinking, like, as you read a philosopher, you're, you're sort of taking this idea and putting it in an abstract. It's not like, it's not like you're looking at the world as they're talking about it, because they're not giving you really something like that. But I'm saying to you, look, look around, look down, up, left, right. You're in a front, back, left, right, up, down, um, you know, top, bottom, left, right, front, back field here and you can gain a coordinates of this planet you know and your every position that you every context or every set of words that you are because i'm saying that this system of by which god manifests is is just the foundation of of all of this it, it is the it is what everything is manifested as and all our science all our philosophy all our theology is really just explore exploration extreme exploration, pursuing ontologies via methods, you know, like scientific method, the theological method, the philosophical method. They just they're clarified, you know, they know they make they make sense or they make 
they understand things or they understand souls or they try and understand the mind of God well so here I am saying here's the mind of God here's the mystery of God go further with